today we continue our uh, study in the book of Acts. Uh, last week we uh, had the break. It was uh, the Easter service that uh, we shared God's word uh, from uh, Luke. But today as we continue our study, uh, we are in chapter 16. And I hope that you are enjoying the journey of knowing God's Word uh, step by step. And uh, I pray that it has been a good experience to you to understand what God is saying to us in and through the words that we are studying here in the book of Acts. So our... Uh, series title is the gospel in motion and we have seen already that the, the statement or the main idea of this book is found in the words of our Lord Jesus Christ in chapter 1 verses uh, 8 where the Lord has commanded his disciple to spread and to be his witness from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth in chapter 13, we have seen that from that point onward, we see that Paul has become the focus of Luke that is writing these words. And from chapter 13, we see the Holy Spirit while in the church of Antioch, of the, el the elders in the church of Antioch were praying, the Holy Spirit has commanded them to separate Paul and Barnabas for the word that he had for them. We see that, or we saw that in chapter 13, verse 2. And then Paul went ahead, and we see how he testified of the goodness of the Lord, and how people were being converted. That was the first mission trip that we see of Apostle Paul. And from chapter 16, after the council, uh, the Council of Jerusalem, we see that Paul is now in his second missionary trip that Pastor Garrett two weeks ago started to uh, give us some, or um, address that in chapter 16. And today we will continue doing that. Uh, and we saw that very clearly we can resume everything in the book of Acts, not as the Acts of the Apostles, but as the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Simply because everything that the Apostles they did, they did in and through the power of the Holy Spirit. If we remember then from verses 1 to 10, as Pastor Garrett has taught us, we saw three main acts of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit was leading, the Spirit leads, the Spirit enables, and the Spirit opened doors. And today as we continue from verse 11 to verse 33 of chapter 16, we are going to have the second part of the acts of the Spirit. And today in the narrative that Luke brings to us, we will see three acts of the Holy Spirit. Three acts of the Holy Spirit 
in a different but related stories or narrative in the book of Acts. We will not read uh, the passage in the beginning, but we will be doing that as, because it is long, uh, and we will be doing that as we move uh, in our message. So let's ask the Lord Holy Spirit to help us as we meditate and as we receive his word this morning. Let's pray. Father, once again, we praise your name for this morning, and we want to worship you for the privilege of standing under your word. We pray, Lord, that uh, you may help us to receive your word, not as a word of man, but as a word that comes from you, which is able to change and to save our souls. Dear Holy Spirit, we plead with you in your mercies, in your compassion. I pray that you may overcome any resistance in us that stands against the knowledge of Christ. That we will be humble and that we will be teachable. That you will speak to us individually as a family and as a church in our point of need. Move in this place. Save lives. Change destiny. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And for his glory we pray. Amen. Amen. If you have been in uh, our family Bible hour, I could make a quiz right now to see how are we doing. <laughs> The third question that we explored was with regards of how many persons are there in God. Of course, I'm not doing that here. I'm not asking questions. But if you remember, the answer to that question was that there are three persons in the triune God, the God of the Bible that we worship. They are of the same substance, or of the same nature, and equal in power and glory. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We as the true believers in Christ, we believe in one God who is three person. And many scholars, they, uh, doesn't, they don't agree on this, but there are some that say, if you look in the storyline of the Bible, from the Old Testament, there is an emphasis in the presence of God the Father. Then if you come to the New Testament, mainly in the Gospel, we will see the emphasis in the God, the Son. And from the book of Acts till the end of our Bibles, we see the, an emphasis in the God, the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean that in the New Testament, or the Old Testament, the Son was not there, uh, or the Holy Spirit was not there, because they are one God. There is only a, an emphasis, a, a slight emphasis, in the person of God the Father in the Old Testament, God the Son in the uh, Gospels, and onwards from Acts, the God Holy Spirit. But there are some characteristics that we see repeated. 
the people of God in the Old Testament, in the presence of God the Father, they rejected him. In the presence also of God's people in the New Testament, in the Gospel, they rejected the God, the Son. And we see that today, in the era or in the time of, uh, let me say, manifestation or an emphasis in the God Holy Spirit, there is a, a lack of awareness of the person of the Holy Spirit and the acts of the Holy Spirit today. And by doing that, we as a believers, we are rejecting the God Holy Spirit in us. But we forget that everything that we are as a believers, from the time we are born again and the time we are growing in our life, the God Holy Spirit is the one that does everything in us. The spiritual realities that we embrace in our lives as believers with regards of God the Father and God the Son are only effective in our lives in and through the power and the presence of God the Holy Spirit. The fact is that Jesus Christ is alive, but physically where is he right now? He is in heaven interceding for us. God with us today is God the Holy Spirit. And everything we have to experience from the Father and from the Son, if we want to know the Father and the Son, it is only possible in and through God the Holy Spirit. Reason why one of the very known benediction, the Bible says that it is the communion of the Holy Spirit that needs to rest and abide with us. Why? I repeat, the realities and the knowledge of God the Father, God the Son, of God Himself, it's only possible in and through the power and the presence of God, Holy Spirit. That's why what we will see today, my prayer is that God will be merciful and I wake in us a desire for us to know God the Holy Spirit. My prayer is that in us, God will cause and create in us a desire to listen to Him, to know His voice, and to obey Him immediately and precisely. And this is what we will see in our passage today. Of course, we cannot go back uh, uh, too much, let me put like that. But we know that the from verse 11 that we will be reading today, the context is that Paul is started his second missionary trip, isn't it? He decided, as we saw with Pastor Garrett, that the God Holy Spirit forbade him twice when in his heart he agreed to preach the gospel, first of all, in the region of Phrygia in Galatia, and also in the region of Mysia. And then we take our passage from verse 11 of chapter 16. Verse 11 to verse uh, 
15 is my first point where we will see in three scenes, three different narratives, three different acts of the Holy Spirit. And the first one is that the Spirit opens the heart. The Spirit opens the heart. I read. So setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to some of race and the following day to Neanapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia, a Rome and a Roman colony. We remained in the city some days, and on the Sabbath day, we went outside to the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Tyre, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. And after she was baptized, and her and her household as well. She urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. One thing that uh, Pastor Garrett said in, la in the last message on of the book of Acts, he said that if he could, he would give you a formula for us to understand and know the language of the Holy Spirit, or for us to have that deep and intimate relationship with Him. But there is not any formula that we can give to anyone with regards to the relationship that individually we must have as a believers with God, Holy Spirit. Paul had experienced that. Somehow, he had planned to spread the word in some areas, but in the way that the Bible doesn't say us, he heard clearly the Lord Holy Spirit say to him, don't go there, don't go there. But in verse 10, we see that after he received from the Lord a vision of a man, saying, come to Macedonia and help us, Paul and his companion, they understood that the Lord was commanding at this time for them to go and preach the gospel to them, to these people in Macedonia. That's what we see in verse 10. From verse 11, they started, they went immediately. That's what the Bible said. And then they went to a place in their journey to Macedonia. They came to Philippi. It was a leading city in the district of Macedonia. So in Philippi, they found this lady called Lydia. They went to a place of worship, or they didn't find a place of worship, 
because they were not Jews or they were not synagogues in that Philippi because it was a Gentile nation or a Gentile city. Therefore, there was not any specific place where people were meeting for prayer. But the Bible here says that they looked for a place of prayer, verse 13, okay, which was in the riverside, in the riverside. And while there, they met this lady, Lydia. And the Bible says that in a conversation that they start having, they preach the word to Lydia, and the Lord opened her heart. Verse end of verse, or the second part of verse 14. From this, we can have some application uh, for us today. The first thing is that we see that the, it is the Lord Holy Spirit that guided Paul in that place. This is the first thing that we need to receive from today. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 14, that those that are led by the Holy Spirit, they are sons of God. Brothers and sisters, there is a necessity of us grow in the relationship with the Lord Holy Spirit in terms that He can lead us for us to do His will. God the Holy Spirit is the God of the mission field. He has and He knows who He wants to save. He has and He knows each day which or who He has chosen to hear God's word. But for people to hear His word, there must be people that are obedient and willing to do His will as Paul did. Amen. And this is where we are called now to be sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. But how can we do that? Only if our heart is full of hunger to know Him and Him alone. We see here, brothers and sisters, that as Paul and his companion decided to go to uh, Macedonia, God Holy Spirit has led them to women, and specifically Lydia, that was, according to verse 14, worshiper of God. See there in your Bible, verse 14, that Lydia from Tyre was a worshiper of God. This doesn't mean that Lydia was saved. She was seeking for God. She desired to know God. But she had not yet experienced salvation from God. That's why the Bible says, how can they believe if there is no one that will, will preach? And how there will be someone to preach if they are not, what? Sent, Romans 10. 
And we see here God's word being fulfilled in this regard. As Paul comes to Lydia, her heart was already prepared by the Lord Holy Spirit for her to receive the, the word. See over there at the end of verse 14 that the Lord did what? Open her, her heart to pay attention to what was said by, by Paul. Lydia's heart was open to receive the salvation that God's word was, uh, in, when God's word was impacted in her life by the Apostle Paul. So what else we can learn from this? We can learn that we cannot convert any people. We cannot save any people. Only God can save people. Even the message that we are preaching here, it is only to provoke you, for you to open up your heart as Lydia did, and to allow the ministry of the Holy Spirit to take place in your heart. Brothers and sisters, we cannot convert or give salvation to anyone. It is a prerogative that is given only to the Lord Holy Spirit. And we see that he is the one that prepares the heart of the people for them to receive the gospel. We are the response that the God Holy Spirit want to make or want to give to the prayers of many in UAE at your workplace that are finding and seeking God as Lydia did. Are we ready to be those people that God will use to bring salvation in and through your message to the people that are seeking for him? Are you in that position or in that attitude of heart of being used by God for anything that he wants? I just want to remember from the time you have given your life to our Lord Jesus Christ, you from that time, you became, or the Lord Holy Spirit became the owner of your life. He leads your life in the way He wants, in the way He desires. But our heart, heart attitude will be always of a predisposition to obey Him. You are not your own. You belong to our God. Brothers and sisters, one thing that we can also understand from here is that for us to have God coming and reveal himself to us as he did to Lydia in and through the message that Apostle Paul preached, there must be a desire in our hearts for us to know him. Lydia wanted to know God. When the Bible says that she worshipped God, she was a worshipper of God, 
meaning that she was seeking for God. In Isaiah 55, the Bible teaches us that, verse 6, that we need to seek the Lord while he can be found. The time of seeking the Lord is today, brothers and sisters. Do you know why many of us, we really don't know all the person of God the Father, God the Son of, or the God Holy Spirit? The very fact that we don't know Him is proven by our lack of desire to know Him. The Lord has promised if we seek Him, we will find Him. Lydia was just seeking Him. We don't know if she was a Jew or a Gentile. The Bible doesn't say. Or she was a proselyte uh, converted to Judaism. The Bible doesn't give us nothing or no information about that. But we see that somehow she came to know about the God of Israel and she started seeking Him. And because she started seeking Him, God has sent now the Apostle Paul to meet the desire of Lydia to know him. Do you really desire to know God? Sometimes our attitude when we come to a worship service like this, sometimes it's very casual, isn't it? You know, how do we see that Lydia had a careful desire to know God. She has allocated a time and a place where she sought God for, in prayer, isn't it? The riverside was the place that Lydia was going to really meet with God. She was intentionally doing that. Are you saving time aside in your life, in your own life, to do this? To seek God in prayer and to know Him in and through His Word. You will find me, or you will seek and you will find me when you seek me with all your, your heart. This is God saying. How is your heart? Is your heart passionate for God? Is your heart pulsating to know God? If not, ask God the Holy Spirit to do that to do this work in your heart today and ask him to open up your heart for you to receive God's word that is able to save your soul. We see that after receiving God's word from verse 15, she was baptized. And that was the manifestation of her inward faith, inward transformation in our God which we also test, test, we were testimony when our sister Shemun and Hannah did that two weeks ago. That baptism was a symbol of the inward transformation. But see now what happens. Look with me again, verse 15. After she was baptized and her household as well, she did what? She urged us to, to do what? To stay with her, to remain. That's the word that the Bible is using there. She urged us saying, 
if you, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and, and stay. We are seeing now that that transformation that happened in the heart of Lydia became so intense that she will not allow Paul and the, his companions to leave. She wanted to know more of the Lord in and through their ministry. This makes me to recall the account of Luke in chapter 24 of the two disciples in the way of Emmaus, yes? If you remember perfectly, the Bible says that they were going or walking with our Lord Jesus Christ, but they didn't recognize him. But Jesus took God's word and <laughs> preached about what God's word was teaching about himself. And when they were about to enter the city or the house, Jesus made, made that, like just simulated, if I can say, that he would go ahead. But they did what? They urged Jesus, they asked, they plead Jesus to stay with, with him, with them. And when they stayed with them, the Bible says that in the table, the their eyes were open when Jesus broke the bread. And what did they say? Was not our heart burning while he was teaching us on the way? Is your heart burning, brothers and sisters? Is your soul burning to know the Lord, Holy Spirit, to know Jesus Christ? My second point, after the Holy Spirit opens the heart, he also empowers and strengthens. And we see this from verse 16 to verse 24. We read, as we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had the spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, This men are servant of the Most High God, who proclaimed to you the way of salvation. And, and this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her, and it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw uh, that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. They are they advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrate tore their garments off, off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he, the jailer, put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. 
So after Lydia asked them to stay, they stayed in that city. And you see that in verse 16, the Bible says that they had the costume to go to the, that same place of prayer. Okay? We see that in the beginning, in verse 14, they went to that place of prayer. And here in verse 16 again, the Bible repeats that they were going in the place of prayer. Why? Because they have established already a community of believers in that place. And as costume from that time, believers, they have to, they have to gather. They must gather. And they must gather to do what? To pray and to have God's word taught to them. We will not address that more. It's an emphasis that we as a church, we need to be glad and look for opportunity for us to gather together. But this costume, he, they planned to go to that place of prayer. But in the way, a slave girl with the spirit of divination came and just saying, look, these are the men of God. They preach God's word. They are teaching us uh, God's ways. But she was doing that according to verse 16 in and through the spirit of divination. That word divination in the original is really a snake, the spirit of snake. So this spirit, this lady, this slave girl was possessed by this spirit. And it is here that we learn that the apostle Paul commanded this spirit to leave that yeah. Brothers and sisters, the topic of demons possession today is a matter of many discussions and many disagreements. But it is a reality that we cannot run away. It is in the Bible and it is true. There are these things that we say spiritual warfare and the demonic possession and the Bible doesn't shine away of teaching us about that isn't it so we need to have the proper balance according to the boundaries of the Bible to address this topic but unfortunately we have extremes in Christianity those that seize demons everywhere but there is also those that say Jesus has conquered and there is no these things of uh, demons uh, working. What is the balance and the right attitude that we need to have? See with me there that Paul was not looking for this the, the, uh, demon-possessed girl. She is the one that came where they were, where they was, or where they were. And because the Bible says that after many days, she, uh, Paul became annoyed, and I believe the Holy Spirit gave him discernment of the spirit from which this lady was speaking, he commanded that spirit to leave her. So what can we learn from this uh, section here. First of all, that 
as a believers, we need to have the spirit of discernment. This discernment comes as we fellowship with the Holy Spirit in and through His Word that He has given us. Brothers and sisters, there is at work in us in today's life an enemy of our souls that wants to uh, uh, forbid or hinder us for the work of the gospel to progress and for people to come to know our Lord Jesus Christ. See that Paul was going to the place of prayer. And this lady came while he was going there. The Spirit knew that the ministry of Paul was growing in the church of Philippi. And he wanted to distract Paul. That's why day after day she was there, she was there, she was there. To try to divert or to distract Paul from his focus. And this is happening today as well. The devil shows up in our lives to distract us from the very thing that we should be focusing on. He does that. That's the same strategy he did in the beginning with Eve. Instead of Eve paying attention of in the tree of the life of life, Eve was distracted by Satan to pay attention to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And while we are being distracted from the real thing that we have to be or to pay attention, there is a way that our minds are twisted, are distorted. We don't understand anymore the truth of the gospel. We weaken our values. We dilute our values and passion for Christ. And then deception comes in our lives and we are destroyed. What we need to learn from this passage, this section, is that Satan is still at work to distract you and me from what is important in this life. Second Corinthians 2.11, Apostle Paul says that we are not ignorant of the schemes of the enemy. Brothers and sisters, we must pay attention to these schemes in our individual life, in our family life, and in our church life, church community. Many times we are giving our lives to many distractions. And distraction here, I'm saying things that are small, but they are taking important part of our life and of our time. To the point that we are giving less importance to our attitude of knowing God and knowing his word. Brothers and sisters, we need the spirit of discernment. And here we see the Holy Spirit empowering Paul. He is the one that empowered Paul to cast away that spirit of the serpent from this lady. 
Jesus said in Matthew 12, 28, If it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, it is because the kingdom of God is, is here. It is not for us to be afraid. And it is not for us to go out and look for demons. But if they come, you, we need to know that in and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can prevail and cast them away. My third point and third act of the Holy Spirit in this passage from verse 25 to 33, the Spirit glorifies our Lord Jesus Christ. We read, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bones were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with, the, with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Mm -hmm. And they spoke the word to the, the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them, and he took them the same hour of night and washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Mm -hmm. The question is, why did the Holy Spirit uh, commanded Paul to come to Macedonia? Brothers and sisters, many times in our lives, we cannot understand how he is leading us. And his leadership sometimes makes us to be in a situation that we would not, by our own choice, be. What I'm saying here is that Paul and Silas didn't plan to be in prison. Remember that uh, in, in, uh, in chapter 13, he was already stoned, okay? And to death, people thought that he was about to die. And here, he didn't plan for people to get him and to, like, wipe him again. He didn't plan that. But it was the Holy Spirit that led him into that situation. Again, and here I'm very careful to say, God will sometimes allow us to go through suffering because of his name. And it is better for us as a believers to start preparing ourselves for this reality. Whenever you want to do God's will, 
you will face sufferings in this world. Whenever you decide to do the will of your Father, to spread the gospel and to live for Him, suffering will await you. But you don't see even a hint that Paul was complaining. Do you see this in the, this passage? If it was Pedro, you say, Lord, I'm doing your will. It was you that told me that I need to come to Macedonia. Now these guys are beating me to death. What are you doing, Lord? What are you doing? Where are you, Lord? I'm suffering here. I'm suffering because of what you have said, told me to do. That would be my attitude. But do you see any hint of this in Paul? No. Why? Because God has told him before that in and through many suffering, he will know what the name or what the cause of making the name of our Lord Jesus Christ known. And guess what? In the same jail that Paul was, there were other prisoners seeing him in his suffering. <clears throat> what Paul did and Silas they did in their suffering, they praised and they worshiped our Lord. It is an uncomfortable topic today to talk about this, but it is a reality of God's word. God's people will suffer. And while going through suffering, other people around us, they will see our response in and through that suffering. I want to encourage you with these words. Whatever you may be facing right now in your life, I'm guaranteeing you, if it is because of our Lord Jesus Christ, He will see you through and He will help you go in and through that situation that you are facing. Praise Him. Your suffering is not for granted. Your suffering has a motive has a purpose it is not in vain you see the Holy Spirit by allowing Paul to go through this suffering what happened a man and his household they were what they were saved is not this what the cross teaches us is not this the message of the gospel that because of the joy that was set before him, Christ endured the, the cross. It is in and through suffering that we see God's glory and Jesus Christ manifested. I'm not saying that we are going to look for suffering in life, brothers and sisters. This is not what I'm saying. But if God is the Lord of your life, and he allows something, a suffering to happen in your life. He knows that he will be with you and strengthen you in and through that situation that you are passing. 
even if you don't understand right now, trust Him and praise His name. He will see you through and your suffering will be for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. The, the God, Holy Spirit, glorifies our Lord Jesus Christ in and through our sufferings. Brothers and sisters, there is a need for us to be sensitive and to embrace the leadership of the Holy Spirit in us. But as we say in the beginning, as individuals, family, and as a church, he will only reveal himself unto us, and he will show his act unto us only if our heart are hungry for him, humble enough and teachable enough for us to hear his word, believe, and obey him. May the Lord bless his word this morning. Amen. Dear Holy Spirit, we pray that um, you may give us deeper understanding of this word. There is always a better way of communicating this. But may you give light and may you give understanding to the simple as we receive your word in our hearts. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen.